It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So why exactly is the passing game not working? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day, it's a War Report Wednesday. We're joined by Mike G of the War Report. We'll talk about running the ball and why Auburn needs to do more of it going forward. We're going to talk about how great Ron Roberts is. But Mike, to start things off, let's talk about the passing game. And I think so many people want to blame one person or one thing about why the passing game's not working because a lot goes into it. The quarterback's got to throw the ball. The offensive line's got to protect them. The receivers have to get open and catch the ball, and the coaching staff has to put guys in the right situations to succeed from a scheme and play-calling standpoint. And I think of the four of those, I don't feel particularly great so far about any of them, Mike G. So can they fix these things going into the bye week? Yeah, I think that they can fix them going into the bye week. Uh, You know, it, it, it starts first with what you're asking the players to do, Zach. Yeah, uh, you know, and and this is what I go back to. Hugh Freeze has been asked repeatedly about the game plan. He said repeatedly that he has liked the game plan. Uh, however, he's admitting that there's an internal struggle between him and Philip Montgomery, or he's struggling with you know you know not calling plays, or or some part of this is not meshing well together. Uh, and I think that that's showing up on Saturdays in in terms of the flow of the play calling. Uh, which is what I, I termed it as the flow of the play calling. Okay. Uh, you know, they didn't, I, I, feel, I felt like they didn't get Peyton Thorne's arm involved in the game soon enough. The, the running game was working, Zach. It was working. And credit to you, you called it. Uh, we could, we were on this show and you yep. said you felt like it was uh, the, the run that they had to establish. I felt like it would be difficult to do that. I felt like Georgia would sell out to do that. Yep. Uh they did in the second half, not really in the first half. Uh, once they figured out they were, weren't weren't able to stop it. Um, but where I will claim a tiny victory is is that it was the passing game that needed to save them at the end of the game, and it just wasn't there, right? Like, and Georgia found it. Georgia found it. Uh, uh, it was two. Pl- it was a playmaker throwing to another playmaker in Beck to Bowers. And what was what was the combination on the Auburn side that was going to do it for them, right? What was the combination? Thorn to who? Yeah. Right? Where did they create the flow in the offense? I mean, you're talking about a new team out. Now, listen, Bowers has been on this team. I know Beck's a first-time starter, but he's been on this squad, right, uh, for at least a year. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, they they had guys that could go out and make plays and were put in a position to do so, and Auburn did not have that on their end. And to me, that was a difference in the game. So I, I think it's fixable. 
Yeah. I, the dudes are there. I, I just think that it takes a little bit more from the Auburn side because you don't have the same type of playmakers. So all things have to come together. And anybody blaming Peyton Thorne for the loss is way out of bounds. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. And so then it's like, okay, is it the receivers? And I think you and I disagree on the receivers a little bit. And we're, I, I got a feel we're about to get into it. But I think two things can be true at once. Sure. It can't all be on the receivers while also the receivers aren't good enough to help Auburn win more games in the SEC. I think both of those things can be true at the same time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I disagree that they're not good enough. Um, I, I Again, similarly to you know, how we talk about scheme and those things has to help, you know, QB play and, and flow of the offense. I think it affects the receivers the same way. And for some reason, we separate that out when we're talking about them, right? So they are just as affected by the lack of flow as the quarterback is. Um, now, uh, you know, you there was a um, there was a Twitter tweet, a Twitter tweet that you shared with uh, with the uh, uh, sidelines and they had six out of nine passes were hit the receivers in the hands. You know, right. some, I mean, some of those were well-defended balls. Some of them were plays that the receiver has to make. What you would like to see is you'd like to see the plays that have to be made, be made, right? And then we can go back and forth about which plays those are. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the, the opportunities were there, which is why I say blaming on Peyton Thorne is out of bounds. But I would also say that, again, the same lack of flow that I felt like hurt Peyton, hurt, hurt these receivers as well when it was time to make those plays. We yeah, just and... So I want to circle back to that, the the video that went viral on Twitter that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And they showed the videos. And I just want to clarify the sidelines, Auburn sidelines account. He didn't say that they were drops. He said that they hit the receivers in the hands, hands. which which was true. Like that is factual. And he's got video evidence to back it up. Then the debate happens like, okay, well, in the second play, you showed this happened. In the third play, you showed this happened. Whatever. I don't really care about that. When I look at that though, Mike, so many people want to go into the micro of it, dissect one play. The Jay Fair play is probably the most popular one. That one in the, the Malcolm Johnson Jr. Sure. Um, play where he had it, and then the, the Georgia defender knocked it out. Those seem to be the two most debated plays under that thread that kind of went viral. But to me, I think it sends another message. I think it's a message that, hey, it's close. It's close because you didn't have that against Texas A&M. I think this this passing attack is so close to taking that step forward. I think that with the combination mm -hmm. of bye week and also Auburn playing worse defenses moving forward, I think it's going to get better. I really do. Yeah, I mean, whether it's close or not, you know, it's tough, right? Because this schedule is tough. It's an SEC West schedule. Mike, it was tough. close. Six of yeah. his nine incompletions hit receivers in the hands. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. It's close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're I'm saying sure. you're saying the passing game taking a step forward is not close. No, I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. No, I, I think I disagree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, th I think they've got a lot of more work to do um, in terms of you know the timeliness of those calls. You know uh, what the volume of those calls, and um, you know if you want to increase the likelihood that those those plays are actually complete. Right, you've got to call the game the game differently. This is I know this is an unpopular message. I didn't I've I've not liked the game plans. I don't think they've set the quarterback or the receivers up for success to date. You know, and, and that's just that's my opinion so, on it. So let me because I just want to make sure your opinion's clear because I know people love to take what you say and twist <laughs> it just a little bit. I'm sure you'll agree. So just a second ago, you said that they could fix these four things during the bye week, and then you just kind of said it wasn't 
the passing game wasn't close to taking that step forward. So kind of reiterate what that means. That, that seems contradictory to me. Yeah, I, um, I hear you. Like, like, yeah, like so it's, it's, got, it's, got, it's, got, it's got a ways to go, right? When I say I'm not sure if it's close, it's that I don't know what this coaching staff is doing. I know there's something you can do to fix it, right? But they have not really shown, you know, when I, when we watch it and I think, eh, you know, I'm not sure the game plan was, was there. And then the coaches get come out after and say, well, we love the game plan. I'm not sure it's close. I, I see problems that are fixable, um, okay. right, and that can be fixed in a bye week, but are they close to fixing it, right? I think if that's the question you're asking, are they close to fixing it? I, I have no clue where the coaches are at on this, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, can it be fixed? Yeah, certainly it can be fixed. Are they close to fixing it? I, that's that's a big question mark to me. Interesting. Okay. Right. All right. So the game plan this past weekend was to run the football. I think that needs to be the game plan every week moving forward. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable pair of shorts ever created. I'm not exaggerating. I love the Bird Dogs. The Bird Dogs are the best. I'm wearing some right now. I've been wearing them to the gym. I've been going to the gym more. I uh, wear them out to lunch with my family. You can wear them anywhere. I'm going out of town this weekend. I'm just packing bird dogs. That's it. That's it. To make you look good, they've got the stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, making you look more muscular. It's great. It's awesome. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. The other thing to go with your bird dogs is officially licensed Auburn swag. And the best place to get that is, of course, at Alumni Hall. They've got three physical locations selling Auburn gear, one in Opelika, it's in Tigertown. One in Auburn, it's off of South College Street right next to campus. And then one in Huntsville, which I haven't been to, but I'm sure it's fantastic. And you also can go to alumnihall.com. They've got the best Auburn swag, the best Auburn selection of anywhere. And they've got it for men, women, children, dogs. They've got stuff to put on your desk. They've got stuff to put on your walls. They've got everything. Head over to alumnihall.com or one of their three locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville, and you will not be disappointed. And if you are active or uh, former military, be sure to um, let them know, and they'll give you a 10% discount. Alumnihall.com. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us. Running the football worked against the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. What's the biggest thing do you think we should take away from their ability to run the ball? Mine is, if you can run against Georgia, I think you can run against everybody else on your schedule. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, uh, you know, it if Georgia's not going to stop your run game, who's going to stop this run game, uh, you know, is the question. And uh, they did such a great job. I just didn't see it, Zach. I didn't see it going in. We talked about it last week. You know, can Auburn stop these guys from running the football? Georgia is now allowing 113 yards per carry on the ground, uh, which is not a lot. Um, and Auburn j almost doubled that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's that's nuts, <laughs> right? They almost doubled that. Uh, you, we know that they have top-tier athletes. We do, and we know they've had a great defense here for the third year running. I'm not sure this defense is as good as last year's or the year before's, so maybe that factors in, but ultimately the run game is definitely headed the right direction. Um, 
uh, they're doing it's really effective. I wonder if you can't use Robbie Ashford a little bit more effectively in that, particularly in the red zone, to help increase some of the scoring stats. Uh, but but ultimately, I, I I think they're they're I think they're doing great in that aspect on offense. It's probably the strongest aspect of the offense. Oh, I don't think there's any question. It's the strongest yeah. part of the offense. I mean, statistically, that's certainly the case. And I just, I, I think they're going to be able to run against LSU. I think that's going to travel away from Jordan-Hare Stadium. Maybe that helps with, you know, the quarterback play outside of Jordan-Hare Stadium. You got to think a running game will certainly help. I think they're, they're the going to be able to run the SEC, against... By the way. What's they're that? The, they're the worst rush defense in the SEC, by the way, LSU. So I agree. As far as yards per game? Correct. Yeah, they're giving up 169 yards per game on the ground. Nice. Love that. So in regards to that, I think Auburn will be able to run against Ole Miss as well. I think Mississippi State is a non-factor at this point, especially in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So, I mean, I think there's a real chance that Auburn goes two and three over the next three games. And if you do that, mm. all of a sudden the season looks a lot different. The season looks a lot more colorful, looks a lot brighter, and you feel a lot better about yourself going into the final stretch. Uh, two and three puts you, what, at five and three for the season, right? You're one game away from making a bowl game, mm -hmm. and you got that game essentially in November. Uh, so, yes, I agree. Uh, I think that moving forward, the key is going to be, you know, can you, with other aspects of the offense, take enough pressure off of the run game so they can continue to run it at an even higher level? Listen, if they start, we talked about passing. If they start passing the ball at a respectable level right now, like like more than 150 yards per game, yeah. Um, I think you see the run game open up even more, and and these guys are taking off. And it's, suddenly, this offense looks really good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if they can if they can get that going, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Auburn um, has got some of the worst rush defenses in the conference coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, so it will it, it will be interesting to see what they can do against those teams. Yeah, and keep the ball. Mm -hmm. longer drives, let that defense, which is the strength of this team, rest on the sideline because they're going to have their hands full with this LSU offense and this Ole Miss offense in the coming week. So you need them to, to have to cover as few snaps as possible. I think running the football is going to certainly be a part of that. Well, as far, the, here, yeah, here, hear me out this on Zach, right? Like, so of the teams Auburn has left on their schedule, four of them are – amongst the five worst rush defenses in the conference. So you're playing like four out of the bottom five worst rush defenses in the conference. And, and you've got to look at what they're doing and, and take advantage of that. So I expect them to lean a little heavier into that down the stretch. So, so that's LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Who's the fourth one? Vanderbilt. Forgot we played Vanderbilt for a second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Vandy, Vandy is second worst. LSU is the worst. Ole Miss is the third worst. And Mississippi State is the fifth worst. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So what do you expect the next part of this is? And, you, you know, you were just kind of critical of the past few game plans since conference play started. Mike, what do you want to see more of? What would make you happier as far as watching this team and, and, and their execution? Payne Thorne's arm. I just I want to see more Peyton Thorns. But as far as game plan, though, I mean, you mentioned you weren't happy with the game plan execution. I, I think everybody would agree. I'm sure Peyton Thorns yeah, sure. not happy with his performance. Sure. Well, I would just like to see him get get settled into the game faster, right? Um, I did I I did not think that Saturday's game plan set him up for success at the end of the game because he just didn't pass the ball enough. And then in those last two drives, what you saw was on the other side of the ball, you saw playmakers just step up 
and make plays. You know what the end of that game felt like to me? It felt like the Iron Bowl a couple of years ago when Bryce Young did almost nothing the whole game, but then when they needed a drive, suddenly sure. he turned into a Heisman winner, and then they went in four OTs. Auburn needs to discover their version of that on the offensive side, and I think that you just have to get him settled. They tried to do it versus Sanford, right? And I like that. I like that. I didn't like that they were still trying to do that three games into the season, but I like that they were, you know, hey, man, if that's your guy and you're going to continue to win games, I still think it's to your detriment if you're going to be one-dimensional. And let's make no mistake, Auburn was one-dimensional last Saturday. They cannot mm -hmm. be one-dimensional going forward. You need more semblance of balance that comes back to creating that on offense with the game plan. I don't think they did that in the first half. Payton Thorne maybe threw six passes in the first half of that game. One thing I'd like to see more of, and I mentioned this last Monday, reacting to the A&M loss, mm -hmm. is more passes behind the line of scrimmage. And they did, I think his first pass was behind the line of scrimmage. And then they didn't really do it again. They threw it to Jarquez and he dropped it. And outside of that, I can't remember another one. Batty caught a few, so I'm sure some of those were first one was the J. The first one was the J fair. I think it was a, it was a poor pass. Uh, okay. All right. maybe, I'm, line, yeah. maybe I'm off on that then. But but yeah, I mean, they threw one quick, like, my high school offense, we called them smokes. So he would just catch it and throw it to, you know, to the, to the X receiver. So I, I want to see more of that. And I think that's a great way to get some of these guys involved. I think it's a great way to essentially extend the running game mm -hmm. and also makes your quarterback kind of get into a rhythm. I say this all the time. The Patriots under Tom Brady, they always called them drive starters. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I think, and I think that's exactly what Auburn needs. Laura, get the ball, throw it to Jay Fair. As soon as he gets it, just throw it. There's nothing to read, right? Just you get the ball and you throw it to him. Same with the Shane Hooks or Jair Shorter. You know, get the ball in the hands of some of these guys and let these receivers get going. Yeah, when you look at Peyton Thorne's passing chart from Georgia, in that 0-10 to 10 yard range in the middle of the field, they threw five passes. He was one for five in that zone. Um, on the outsides, he threw four passes, and he was perfect there. There were only three balls, to your point, thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, so, you know, I do think there are some opportunities there. And what we saw was we saw versus Georgia – um, um, UAB attacked the middle of the field to the tune of 250 yards against this defense. And Auburn just did not put enough emphasis there through the air. If you ask me, I mean, all, all the charts say for Georgia's defense, they are soft in the, they were soft in the middle of the field in that short passing game. And they just didn't throw the ball there enough. I thought there were some opportunities were missed. So I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we went into it. The linebackers were the vulnerability of the defense, and mm -hmm. Auburn went after that spot, that weakness, through running the ball, which I think is fine. I think it's fine. Um, all right. Ron Roberts has been incredible. He's been incredible. Oh, one more thing. Peyton Thorne, he's the only quarterback, only starting SEC quarterback, to not throw a ball away. Wow, that's an incredible stat. <laughs> Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> to not throw a ball away? Wow. Yeah. And like Robbie's done it twice and passed far fewer times. So it's not like they're being told, you know, not to throw the ball away. So I thought that was I thought that was surprising. Yeah, that's 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 pretty unbelievable. Where did you dig that stat up from? Bro, PFF. <laughs> oh, PFF. Wow. And no shout out Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators. He told me that stat going into the Georgia game. And he's like, if oh. you want to tweet this out, and I'm like, ah, whatever. And then, uh, and then he didn't throw a ball away during 
the Georgia game. And I'm like, okay, the stat still stands. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't tweet that, I'm going to tweet that. I think that's incredible. <laughs> He's crazy. throwing the ball away this year. Um, yeah. That could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like, I mean, he hasn't really turned the ball over a ton. So you're, it's not like you're pointing to a bunch of turnovers because of it. Um, but maybe, yeah, I just, I like, wow, I, I'd love to dig into that a little, just a tiny bit more. Yeah, right. All right, Ron Roberts has been incredible. He's been outstanding. We discuss that next, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. You can head over to FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Right now, new customers, they get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when they pay, uh, when they place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The line I'm looking at this week is LSU and Missouri. Missouri's a six-and-a-half-point dog, and I just feel like that's too much. just feel like it's too much. Also, over under 63, that's really, really high. The app's easy to use. Be sure to check it out and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off your sports winnings. Visit FanDuel.com, include money lines, props, odds, and more. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G of the War Report. It's a War Report Wednesday mm. on the show. Ron Roberts is him. He's been incredible. This defense from just a talent standpoint, matching up with its opposition all season has really punched up, in my opinion. I think they've overachieved so far this year. And if we're going to be critical of coaching on the offensive side, we're going to be critical of coaching on the defensive side. And Ron Roberts, I think, deserves a ton, a ton of the praise. Yeah, he does. Look, you know, by the metrics, Auburn has a defense in the top half of the conference and, and yards separate them from the, like, where they're at and like top three. Mm -hmm. So as you'll see those rankings swing as the games are played, if they can continue uh, to play at this level. Now, injuries are a concern. Uh, when when Jalen Simpson went out Saturday, that was a different defense on the field. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And I think that he makes – if he's in the game, he makes a difference in that passing game. I'm not saying Auburn wins, and I'm not blaming the loss on this. I'm just saying – He's a, he is clearly a difference maker. We're talking if Ron Roberts is him, Jalen Simpson is he, and that's how I feel about it, right? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's it's just oh whatever pronoun you want to use. So I like to me, it it, it is it is it was a storyline before the season started. People were worried about this defense. They were worried about run defense. Oh, uh, yeah. and they stopped the ball running. And there were questions about well, is Auburn's Run offense just that good, or is the run defense just that bad? And Hugh Free said, when we scrimmage and one side dominates, you're not left with a great feeling either way. As it turns out, both things were pretty good. The mm -hmm. run offense was pretty good, and the run defense was pretty good. Man, this is this was the best case scenario for them, and they just he deserves a ton of credit. Uh, as of right now, I had put a Twitter poll out asking people, you know, who do you guys think is 
Cooper's his best hire, right? Um, and I cheated a little bit because I put retaining Cadillac in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sure. yeah, I think it, I think it's Ron Roberts, man. I, you've got to be so happy with this. And, and, and you know, Auburn, if he continues at this level after he starts to get four and five star, more four and five star athletes in there, they're gonna have to drop a bag to keep him on staff. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I just think, okay, this is what it looks like early in the process. I can't wait to see what it looks like when some of these freshmen that they flipped at the last second kind of grow up a little bit in yep. this system. And, you know, because next year, all these guys, these young guys that are in the system, they won't have to really think. They'll just be able to play next year. That's kind of the benefit of being in the system for more mm -hmm. than one year. And, and that's something that's really, really exciting to think about. Like Eugene Asante with a full offseason is kind of knowing he's the dude. Right. Like that's that's going to go a long, long way. Keldrick Falk, the same yep. way. Yep. Uh, Steven Sings, I think, is going to be a guy that's going to grow in this system over time as well. Kay and Lee is going to be the leader of the DBs next year. I mean, there's just a lot to be excited about this year's defense, but also, like, I think the future is probably even brighter, which is exactly, exactly what you want to see. Yeah, we'll see what they do against uh, Ole Miss coming up. I think that that is going to be a good litmus test. Right now, Auburn is got is allowing 18.2 points per game. Um, you know, three points separates them. A field goal separates them from being third in the conference in that metric. Right. So, like I said, even though the ranking is mid middle mid conference, there's very little difference between, you know, uh, three and six. And I think you could also argue at times this year, the off. Auburn's offense has put Auburn's defense in really tough position. situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that that's a huge part of it too. So points are always kind of like, is that really what you want to look at? I don't I don't know. You can look at whatever you want, but that's always kind of there's always context with with some of these stats when you look at defenses too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I, I think that when your offense is giving the, you know, is is putting your defense in short field situations against good teams, it is going to be difficult, and it's going to look like, oh, they gave up X amount of points. Now, I had called the Georgia game 27-24, Georgia. Uh, it was really close to that. And uh, I felt like Auburn was going to at least need to hit that 24 point to have a chance to win. And a defense was going to come have to come up with something. The, the other metric that, that I want to talk about here with this defense that is a kind of new, well, I want to say new, but, you know, is is yeah, I would say it has not been super common is this is defense is a turnover machine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it is not being talked about enough. How many times on Saturday were, were Auburn fans celebrating a turnover or an almost turnover? Right. See, uh, we had a really funny moment in the press box. Uh, it wasn't called a fumble, uh, but the one that wasn't even close. Uh, Joseph Goodman screams out, Auburn, Jesus. As soon as uh, they thought it was another fumble because they opened the half with a turnover. And then all of a sudden you've almost got another one. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, good God, this defense is giving this team every opportunity to win yeah. and turn winning the turnover disparity. I'm telling you is, you know, when you play good teams, if any one thing will keep you in the game, it's causing turnovers and disrupting the flow of what the other team is trying to do offensively. This defense is doing it. And I, I, I don't think they're being celebrated enough for it to this point because they went out and they did the same thing against Georgia. Yeah. And I've seen so many Auburn fans and these are the negative Auburn fans that say, yeah, well, Auburn's touchdowns were off of turnovers. So if they don't get the turnovers, they get blown out. It's like, 
Who cares? They, they got cares. the turnovers. Yeah. These are the same people that complained that Auburn was giving up turnovers. So if you're going to suddenly act like turnovers don't matter, which is dumb, don't do that. Turnovers are an important part of the game. Yep. And that's why Jalen Simpson and what he's done so far this year is incredible. Yeah, uh, Jalen Simpson, uh, you know, do I don't I'm not sure if we know anything about his injury just yet. Uh, yeah. but you know, he's <laughs> he would be a huge loss. He would be a huge loss for this defense. Um, so um if you're praying to Auburn Jesus, ask for a uh, safe Jalen Simpson return. Uh, he was Ma- supposedly in a seen in a boot on oh. campus. So yikes, yikes. Uh, you know, I we'll get a chance to ask you not about it. That was a listener that said that. That is not okay. confirmed. Okay, so. yeah. Well, we'll get a chance to ask you, Freeze, about that next week. I'm certain. I'm certain. Um, yeah. And, you know, I can ask my sources to see if they can get anything there. But but ultimately, uh, you need him. I think you need him. You remember uh, a couple of years ago when, when Harson was the coach and Zacoby McClain went out, like what the defense felt like after he went out, mm-hmm. right? Like when he wasn't in the game, it was like, you know, against Penn State, they called the target in. Or, you know, and he's out, right, against Georgia right. State. You know, he's out for a half, and it's, it was like they couldn't do anything. You know, I think Jalen Simpson has th- that kind of effect on this defense. I think yeah. he is that important to this defense. So um, they need him healthy, and I, and I hope they get him back. But the turnovers, I'm, I'm telling you, at the end of the year, we're going to be talking about one of the most prolific turnover machines Auburn has had on defense in quite some time. Mike G., how can people check out everything you've got going on? Uh, go over to the War Report and subscribe and become a patron. Guys, we're not done with Fireside with the War Report. <laughs> uh, so we got more Firesides coming at you guys. We're expanding to other sports. It's going to be some great content. We're not done with football either. So subscribe and, and please, please, please patron that content. Yes. Be sure to check out all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.